Hey guys, who is Tony here? Welcome to another episode of Afrobeats Weekly, your podcast about African music on the continent and the diaspora. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for listening. Special shout out to official dudes from Japan. He said he's a big fan of the pod. Thank you guys. We sincerely appreciate the feedback and the wonderful words of Jay-Z. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. <laughs> and in the spirit of feedback, I need you guys to please read and review the pod. It helps us grow. It helps us get noticed. So as you're listening now from your favorite app, just leave that five-star rating and comment. We do really appreciate it. And on today's episode of Afrobeats Weekly, we'll be discussing the Black Sherry's Villain Never Was album news making the rounds in Afrobeats, new songs, we got a new topic, spotlight of the week, the turntable charts, and all that other good stuff. And as usual, we've got Osags in the building. What's up, my people? What is happening? What is going on? What is popping? Fine, fine. How's your week, man? What's going on? How's your end? Um, yeah, my week is quite quite eventful. Um, you know, um, the week before, or two weeks ago, I, I forgot to mention on the podcast last week, I, you know, um, attended one of Femkuti's, you know, shows. The mm. Sunday evening, Sunday evening shows. Yeah, and you know, I went with my, yeah, I went with my friend from the US. He's a white guy from the US. Shout out to Eric. It was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Trust me, man. Um, you know, Femi Kuti performed some of like True Don't True Don't Die, some of the classic yeah, records. Yeah. Yeah. It was just amazing. Um, then Madi Kuti came on stage, his son, mm-hmm. you know, and he passed the baton to him. Amadi Kuti went on like a whole performance. I think he blew the sax at one straight go for close to 10, more than 10 minutes. More than 10 minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. But like, if you're in Lagos or if you're visiting Lagos anytime, right, and you're a big fan of Afrobeats, you have to pay homage to Afrobeats, right? And go to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to attend the show at the Shrine. Sunday evening starts from like 7-ish ends around 11 it's it's always a good show to attend the sound just the live sound instrumentation and all that you know i really yeah. enjoy it and i've made it you know after celebration I'm, i will be attending every sunday Oof, nice dope stuff man so if you're in lagos like osak said celebration is the way so on today's episode you guys are actually engaging with us and we love it we have fan mail again and this time we got fan mail from Shade from Houston and Shade says hi guys my name is Shade from Houston I really love listening to you guys during my lunch break at work um, I was listening to the SDC episode and when Sunday said SDC had 10 projects I was quite surprised LOL <laughs> I thought they had only Wine series she says please forgive me um, she says you are forgiven Shade by she says, do you guys still think radio is very relevant in breaking an artist in Nigeria? A friend of mine wants to start promoting his music in Nigeria and wants to include radio promotion, and I don't think it's relevant because he's on a tight budget. Kindly advice. Um, I'd say, good question, Shola, first of all. Um, thank you for taking time out to write us. Um, I say he's on a tight budget, don't include radio promotion just yet. 
Uh, while I still think radio has the most reach and kind of like amplifies your music, I think it still has the least impact now in the grand scheme of things in this era of music. I may be wrong, but this is my, my thoughts. Um, so to promote your music, I think it just taps your immediate circle, put it on streaming services. You have you seen what like apps like TikTok is doing in music. I'm not saying it's that easy that like you put your music on TikTok and boom, next thing you've gone viral. But if you're on a tight budget, my advice is to take care of the barest minimum first. And when the funds start rolling in, you can do some radio promotions. So I don't know if you've promoted for people back in the days and what you think the differences with promoting on radio then and promoting on radio now. Um, I mean, you know, back then, radio used to be the number one go-to place if you wanted to break yeah. an artist, right? So the approach was go to Alaba for distribution, go to radio for promotion. And of yeah. course, subsequently, an offshoot of radio would be the TV. But if you're on a tight budget, what I would say you should do is focus more on digital, right? Yeah. Because everybody lives on digital. That should be like the first place. So the music is great. I mean, assuming the music is great, the guy can sing, you should start working on the persona and the branding of the person. Because once yeah. you start pushing digital, right, everybody wants to know who this person is. And then they go to the person's Twitter page or Instagram page or TikTok, whatever. So you have to have content there. And once this music starts to take off, right, you are already seeing the streams take off. You've probably, you know, made it into the top 200, stuff like that, right? The next thing you need to do is take it to radio. And for radio, you have to be very strategic. First of all, understand that there's no freebies, right? So there's no, oh, I'm taking it to radio. Oh, please play my song because it's buzzing. No, treat it like a product you are selling which is mm. go and talk to the librarian, right? This is free game I'm giving you right now. This is what happens on, on, on the low. Go talk to the, the librarian and have a brief meeting with the librarian. You know, you guys um, conclude on how whatever package, you know, he wants to, or he or she wants to charge yeah. you, right? It's the librarian that then, you know, has the relationship with the owner personalities yeah. who will play the music at the right time, right? So... That's the way it is. Blow up on digital once the song is taking off, right? And you probably release like an EP or a, a couple of songs. You know which one is already taking off. Yeah. That's the one you then take to radio. So what's the difference between going to see the librarian, paying him, and payola? <laughs> I'm sorry, my brother. <laughs> it is payola. Is. Are, are we still in this? Are we still having this whole conversation? No, 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 just, just briefly, like for some, for some, you know, some, some, some people might be as stubborn to say, oh, I'm not paying anybody to play my song. So is there I mean, then good, then good luck to you. Good luck to okay. you. If you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I, again, I, like I always say, and if you look at it through this lens, you would agree yeah. with me. If you treat your music, right, like yeah. a product, like you're selling, you know, uh, uh, NASCO wafers. Yeah. That before I, for me to get it to the consumers, for the consumers to buy it, I need to put it on marketing channels. Your radio is just the marketing channel. It's just sure. a means to an end. So if you treat it like that, you then understand that I can't leave this thing to the preference yeah. of whoever is yeah. controlling yeah. the airwaves at yeah. the time. 
you know, when there are one million songs fighting for what? How many songs would you play? If you had a one-hour show, how many songs can you play in the one-hour show? Bro, I read this morning that Spotify, in a day, they get like 100k, 100,000 songs uploaded in a day. So imagine competing with people releasing 100,000 songs in a day. That's crazy. If you have a one-hour show on radio, you can probably play, what, 10? You can't even play 10 songs, because 10 songs, so. which is yeah. about three minutes, is already 30 minutes of your time. So you probably play like six, six songs, right? You have hundreds of artists trying to get their music played in a six slot, you know, in six slots, six song slots. Yeah. Bro, you better part away with some money to make sure that, you know, your 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 music is being played. Yes, sir. I, I take that advice, if I was you, Shola. Tell your friend what we just said. And you guys, be like Shola. Send us a mail at fanmail at afrobeatspod.com. That is fan mail at A-F-R-O-B-E-A-T-S-P-O-D dot com. So let's jump into some Afrobeats news making the rounds. And this week's news is kind of starting on a sad note. Um, one of Nigerian's entertainment PR specialist and talent manager, popularly known as Steve Spotlight, passed away on Friday. Um, Steve was one of those guys that used to like drop free game on music promotion and digital marketing, especially for upcoming artists on his Instagram page. Um, he will be missed by a lot of people. From us here at Afrobeats Weekly, we send our thoughts and prayers to the family during this difficult time. I don't know if you have anything to say about Steve Spotlight or something. Yeah, re- rest in peace, rest in power, Steve Spotlight Osage. Um, Steve was JJC's manager at, at you know for for the for a, for a very long time so if you think about jjc during the uh we are africa africa Wu yeah. era you know that was that was steve spotlight um you know he's managed so many people he's he's contributed positively to so many people he has always been a positive light always had yeah. a positive vibe always happy, always happy to help people, always happy to advise people. I remember he would fly all the way from London to Nigeria to uh, work on different innovative classes for young up-and-coming artists or producers. Some of those things I also participated in, you know. Um, So many things he's, he's he's been doing in the Nigerian music industry. And I want to say... I, I, I pray for him and I pray for his family. You know, he had a wife and four yeah, kids. Yeah. Uh, we will put the GoFund link to his family is currently raising money, you know, for support. So we'll make sure we um Tunde, please you have to put the GoFundMe link in, in the bio in, in, in the description for, for this yeah. episode. Um rest in peace, Steve. Yeah, rest in peace, Steve. Spotlight. So from what news we are moving on to Good news for Kiss Daniel and Techno's Booga. The song becomes the most streamed song on Audio Mark, the most streamed Nigerian song on Audio Mark and Boomplay. Um, Kiss Daniel and Techno's Booga has become the most streamed song on Audio Mark and Boomplay after overtaking Joe Boy's single Alcohol to become the most streamed song on Audio Mark. Booga has garnered a whooping 54.8 million streams, surpassing Joe Boy's Alcohol, that's that sip song which had 54.6 million streams. And on Boomplay, Buga has, a record, Buga has recorded 
142 million streams, also surpassing Joe, <laughs> also surpassing Joe Boy's alcohol, which had gathered 96 million streams. No surprises here, man. No surprises at all. None at all. None at all. It's such a very huge song. Everybody loves the song. Yeah. We've seen kids dance to the song. We've seen grown-ups dance to the song. We've seen adults, you know, elderly people dance to the song. Yeah. We've seen nuns, Catholic nuns yeah. dance to the yeah. song. It's such a feel-good song. And it's a it's one of those songs that checks all the boxes, right? It's such a strategic strategic so, so strategically made that yeah. everybody can dance to it. And I think it's a lesson for uh one-on-one, like just a one-on-one lesson for artists who are trying to catch like a wide audience right yeah the vibe and the lyrics of a song if you read it it's simple it's void of any vulgar language yeah it's everybody has very, it's universal a, <laughs> it's a happy it's a happy go record yeah. those are the kind of records you want to make where everybody no matter the region beyond nigeria that if they hear the record they just want to dance so the beat solid the song solid and don't take away from the music video. The music video further drove this song. That music video, so it's, it's, yes. it's, it's, my, it's my video of the year. It's so colorful. You know, you just want to be in it. Yes, sir. So from him overtaking Joe Boy, we're still staying on some Joe Boy news. <laughs> Asha is demanding 300 million naira from Tempo and Joe Boy. As I said, I turned a millionaire. I'm laughing because <laughs> I don't know. So the backstory is um, Asha has demanded that Joe Boy and producer Temple pay half a whooping 300 millionaire over copyright infringement in Joe Boy's control. Um, according to the letter floating around on the internet, the lawyers representing Asha stated that the song composition was created by Asha in a recording session with Temple, which took place on the 22nd of September 2020. As a remedy for damages, Asha is seeking 300 million naira, read my lips, 300 million naira in damages, as well as a 60% cut of the split sheet. <laughs> Joe Boy has reacted to the news via, um, via Instagram with a post saying, LOL, what are they always do love and light? You think they have the soft meat? <laughs> uh, to me, it just sounds like Asha is trying to get um, payback from Tempo suing her for um, copyright infringement for IDG featuring Whiskey Dan, Love Me or Give Me Red one of her album. So I don't know how this is going to play out, but Joe Boy is not backing down. Um, Ashatu is not backing down. Where do you see this headed, Osag? Um, everything will be sorted in in the in the courtroom if it ever gets yeah. to court, or it will just be sorted between the lawyers. So these things happen. And they will continue to happen if we don't have things properly structured. And even in structured um, scenarios, yeah, things still happen. You know, things happen in the US. Things happen in more advanced countries where the music law is even followed to the T. So we will continue yeah. to see things like this. And um, yeah, I hope both parties involved or all parties involved get to resolve everything amicably. And everybody's get yeah everybody gets what they deserves what yeah, they deserve yeah. rather. True that, true that, true that. I, I hope they I hope they get all this settled too. Um, you were speaking of the video earlier being your video of the year, and the man of the moments when it comes to videos is still 
you know, shooting stellar videos. Did you, have you seen the, the Joha video? Yeah, I saw the Joha video. Um, Ashake, right? Yeah, I, I saw the video. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to whoever is styling Ashake. Uh, hey. The person deserves a big out. Those clothes are see it out. Like something Those clothes like are that. Kanye West easy runway with the jacket and the glasses. It's just easy to style, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Ashake understands clearly understands branding and how yeah. to stand out. And that with the music, you know, with the videos, everything combined just makes him. He's the artist of the year. Actually, <laughs> no is. arguments, man. You might want yeah. to argue the big guns, big bears, but man. I think it's Ashake because it's not easy to be relevant from January till present. Like that is not a very easy feat. Um, it's my artist of the year also. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, I saw the video. I like the video. T.J. Mori is out of this world. <laughs> um, I don't know if he's gonna play too because that usually happens to like every video director out there. Yeah. But like his run. His run is definitely in the video director's hall of fame already, right? I have yeah. a couple of people there: um, Uzodima Okwechi, DJT, Clarence Peters, and definitely T.J. Omori. I think he also understands the power of branding, like in terms of what those guys didn't do in terms of like putting themselves out there. He's also putting himself out there in terms of like a brand with fashion. <laughs> so these guys are like a match made in music heaven for for both of them. Yeah, absolutely, right? So, T.J. Omori comes off as one of the most prolific, visually prolific yeah. people. Like, he has a big following. The guy has seven, over 750,000 followers on Instagram. Like, he's Crazy. a brand already. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's that huge, you know? Five, 700 and over 750,000 followers on your Instagram page as a video director is insane. I don't even it's think Conlin Tinley or, you know, Director X. Yeah. Have All those, guys, yes. you know, that I'm, let me check. I'm checking Instagram now for Director X. Yeah. Director X just has 247,000. See that? Do you know who Director X is? Director X has been shooting music videos since we're probably in secondary school. Yeah. And that's a long time ago because Tunde and I were pretty old, <laughs> right? So, small, small, small. What T.J. Amori has done is transcended from just being a regular video director to being a brand himself that has a huge followership to the point mm-hmm. where he can even start breaking artists. And I think, you know, some of Ashake's blowing up, you have to attribute that to T.J. Amori. Yes, you have to. You have to. Both of them are like five and six, man. You have to. So, I've got a topic for you today. Topic for us to discuss. <laughs> I don't even like topics, but I do. Um, this this one was kind of like what I was thinking about during the week and weighing. I won't say heavy on my mind, but just weighing on my mind. But just something I was thinking of. <laughs> so, I was thinking, who should Nigerian musicians make music for? Um, and I ask this because um, recently it just seems like all our musicians are touring abroad and leaving us with, I'd say, nothing. From Wiz to David to Bonner to Thames, even Ashake. I know there's the Nigerian factor in terms of touring that affects them here, but it just seems like they don't really, like Michael Jackson would say, they don't really care about us. <laughs> And all we're going to get is like the let, let me not say measly shall, but let me say measly. The music December concerts where we wait for four hours for them to come out and they perform five songs and deep. 
And Nigerian albums now are even starting to have that um, token abroad feature and song. So do you think they should still concentrate on making music for us or making music for their fans here on the diaspora? Um, to be honest, right, I have these three words, or four yeah. words rather. The three words actually. Follow the money. Follow the money. Where is mm. the money coming from? Right? Shout out to HA of Afropolitan. He said something. Yeah. Africa is the content, the diaspora is the market. We see it happen, right we're seeing it happen across different platforms, right? Where a lot of people are building for the diaspora, especially yeah. with more people relocating. Yeah. More immigrants in these regions, the UK, the US, and and Canada, right? Primarily, yeah. then there are other parts of Europe as well. But what is happening is that the people who can spend the money right who can spend the money who can part way with the money to access afrobeats right now a yep. huge part of that market is the diaspora right and mm-hmm. so when someone like bankuli shout out to bankuli and says oh london is capital of afrobeats and people get salty about it he yeah, does have afrobeats. a point because yeah almost every one of these artists afrobeat artists are being signed from london who's giving yeah. them the best deals it's all coming from the uk yeah. right that's where the, the, the major labels are domiciled. So from the Mayakuns to the Jobos, most of these guys, right, they are all signed to labels in the diaspora. Oh, and then you come the here, yeah. and then you come here, what you do here is you exploit the culture. Exploit not in a negative way, but like build from here, build the culture from here, build like that ground network, the, 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 the culture and all that, you know, almost like you are exporting it. That's what is happening right now. And then we're exporting it and the people who can buy it are the people in the diaspora. And when I mean buy, right? Wizkid can sell out the O2 and 20,000 people can show up for his concert and pay that amount of money, money. Yeah. over there, right? That can happen here. You can't have that amount of people paying that amount of money because it's, it's pretty much expensive. And we saw this last year where the tickets went from regular 5k to like 20k, 30k, 40k. And, you know, we saw the turnout. We saw how people also complained about this. So the economic power spend, all these things, you have to look at it, right? And if that continues to happen, and if the diaspora continues to be the market, then you continue to create um, content for the diaspora. That's how it's going to always happen. Because those are the people who are your primary audience now. So as an upcoming artist, you start off here, your primary audience is here. But once you blow, and then you can take that stuff out there. Then those people over there become your primary audience. And that's where you see a burner boy will put like a blast and a Kalani on a record. On or will have to yeah. collaborate with like a pop can, right? Yeah. Or will have to collaborate with like a few people because they are trying to access those markets, those, you know, bigger markets so they can sell. I think that's what's true, going on. True, true. Advantages, these guys get to sell disadvantages <laughs> we get to lose out <laughs> so like you said man body as an artist like you said man follow the money that's 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 pretty much it man. follow the money um I, I i i like that i'll be throwing more topics at you given that you're the let me not say old wise one but you already you already said it earlier i'll be throwing topics at you and you'll be giving us your breakdowns so i really like that so from Topics to new songs. I don't know if you still like act 
actively actively listen to music how do you consume music now is it when you're working when you're driving when you're taking a job how do you consume music now um so a couple of ways when i'm working i listen to it depends on the mood right i might be doing something yeah. that isn't very intense and i just want to listen to some really good music so i open up my pod, you know my i use spotify right now yeah um and i just you know just vibe to like the new music i check like the new music fridays check like a couple of things right yeah. and if i'm not doing that turntable charts i can just see like the list of songs that are trending or what's raining or the new music out you know shout out to like 49 straight um album talks these are the guys that update yeah. me on what's new in the culture so i then just because they they, they they curate the content well i just yeah. go and check out you know what's popping or what's happening there then, you know, I still go back and listen to, like, my old stuff. I listen to music from <laughs> the 70s, 80s, 90s. Because, man, I'm never, a 90s never, baby. Never now, change, so. yeah. Never change. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. new music, <clears throat> um, I don't know if you listen to Lickle Reading by Joe Boy. The song is produced by P-Prime. I think the, you know, Contour, the song that I've seen him over was kind of like a sleeper. But yeah. I really like it. I think Joe Boy is back with this one. Um, you know, from a title like Liquor Rhythm, you already know what to expect. I um, mean, the wonderful words of Gen Z is giving sexy dancehall vibes. Yeah. This one is, sounds like a hit of the, you know, from first listen, it's going to be all over radio and the clubs. And I don't know, Joe Boy can't go wrong with this one. I think. Yeah, I think Joe Boy needs like one more, like one hit. You know, I think he needs one, one hit. I think Alcohol was like a really big record for him. And yeah. then since then, he's been in and out. And, you know, he's giving it a rest. But yeah, I like Liquor Rhythm. The nice jam, P Prime again doing his thing. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Speaking of comebacks, there's also Pay by Techno. I think the song is produced by a guy called Culture. When I listened to this, I was like, yeah, Techno is back on your man piano wave. But I don't know if that particular wave is still as big as, you know, as different genres now. The man piano is kind of like taking a backseat. But the song is a good song. If you like Techno on our piano, definitely listen to Pay by Techno. Do you like the song? Um, yeah, see, Techno had it rough. It's a good song. I don't know what to think about it now. It's not a bad song, it's a good song. Let's see where it goes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and for me, yeah, it's a it's a techno, it's a techno record. It's a techno record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what to expect when you when you, <laughs> you click play when techno is playing. So from techno, I think another big hit that came out. This one was highly anticipated from the skits. Back in Uni by Black Bones, produced by J5. And if a song is produced by J5, if you are going to go according to his tweets, one beat is £25,000. And if you are speaking Nigerian, that's about 12 million naira for a beat. <laughs> so the song better be good. <laughs> J5 and Techno, not a bad one for me. It's still growing on me. Still a song to vibe to. But as I just scroll through social media all the time, Song just keeps popping up, and I'm just like, so it's it's going to be a grower. I, I feel I don't know if you listen to it and you like it. Man, I'm into this record big time. I think I played it about 10, 12 times already, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I like the record, man. <laughs> I like I like what Blackbone's doing on the record. I think he's singing really well on the record. Yeah. I know he does that. He's sing rap thing, and I think he's done. He's he's doing it really really well on this record. I like the beat. I like the soft flow. I like the messaging. It's also selling that nostalgia. I like what he did with the cover art. I yeah. like it. It's a, it's a jam for me. It's a jam for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. 
Can't wait for the album. I think it's dropping next week or next two weeks. And you know where to come for the review. Definitely going to be an interesting one. People always want to know if Black Bones will stick to rapping or stick to singing or, you know, be able to mix it. You know, anytime a hip, a, a hip-hop one, hip-hop, whichever one, <laughs> anytime someone, um, a rapper, you know, that came into the scene with bars, starts deviating you know we always have that convo every time people are always interested so can't wait to hear the new black bones album and speaking of albums there's the black sherry villain and never was album i don't know if you listened to this album but i've listened and i liked it and these are my thoughts um i'd say the Villain I Never Was by our Ghanaian brother, Black Bones. <laughs> this is his debut album. I think 14 songs in, 40 minutes. Bonner Boy Black is Sherry the only feature on the album. Yeah, Black Sheriff, my bad. Um, Bonner Boy is the only feature on the album. We've got production from J5, Joker, Ghanaian Stallion, London, and a few others. So coming from the success of Second Sermon and Coco the Traveler, this is another interesting one because... This was one of those like highly anticipated albums um, because after a couple of number ones, the fans and critics want to know if you can put a body of work together and deliver. And in my opinion, I think he did deliver. The general theme of the album was kind of dark. I don't know what Black Sheriff is going through, but if you see that guy, just give him a hug for me, man. <laughs> that one starts out with Homeless Song. And then I think it transitioned into a song called All In My Head. So I was kind of like just reaching and I was like, oh, that's going from being homeless to having God's blessings, which is something I think it talks about a lot on the album. Um, I think it strength lies in like the melodies and I was able to sound vulnerable on the album and on the beats. Um, Case in point, my favorite song, Soldier. There's a lot of traditional drill beats on the album. And the one thing about drill is you are going to get those hard thumping beats. And when it's going hard, and when it's not going hard, on songs like Waste, um, sorry, songs like Toxic Love City and Paradise, the song still, there's still this soul that he preserves on the album. So I really like the album. I have nothing but high praises for the album. I think Black Sherry delivered for me on The Villain I Never Was. Did you listen and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a really good album. Um, all the hype and the build-up, like it's it's worth it. It pays off, yeah. right? The way he's been able to. The unique thing about him is just the pain, the pain in his voice yeah. when he sings. There's like there's there's something he's trying to still solve. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it, right? But like you 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 just want to listen to it. You know, the way he sings, it's a solid project. It's a really good project to start. Like, just build yourself with, right? I think, I believe this is his, this is his debut yeah, album, yeah, right? Yeah. This is, yeah, this is it. This is a solid way to start it, you know? This is a 40 minutes, really good records. I like Pray the Youngster. I like the Homeless song. I like 45, you mm, know? 45, um, Oh, 45. Oh my God. Like, like, like really good, right? J5 yeah, producer, I right? Well is, you know how drill albums, the complete is always like sounds monotonous because it's like a certain beat template. On this yeah. one, he kind of added that the soul flavor to it, some Afrobeat flavor. So it doesn't really sound like, I listen to the drill album, but it doesn't, you don't get tired of it. 
You don't get mm-hmm. tired of it. So that, that's another um, high praise for me on this album. It's a really good album. And if you guys have not listened, go and press play on it. Black Sheriff's The Villain, I Never Was. Dope album. I love yes. the album title as well. I love yeah, the album, album title. title yeah, very bold, very... It's different. It's not your regular stuff. And this is what makes albums stand out. So whoever's working on his branding, you know, just the A&R direction as well. Solid team. True, true. Again, this album, 14 songs, not too long, not too short, 40 minutes, well compact. You can give it two listens in a, you know, in a spin. You can give it two spins in a session. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you get it. Yes, sir. So speaking of good album names... I'm moving to our next segment called the Spotlight of the Week. I think it was this, uh, the name and the album name that attracted me to this guy. His name is K-Style and the album or project name is called K-Study, which I thought was very, very, I was like, ah, interesting. Let me yeah. see what this guy has. But I was seeing him a lot on my timeline and from the little research I did, it was the same guys that brought you on Malay and the same city that brought you Malay. So, you know, PH City, once you hear PH City and you hear talent, that's five and six, man. The name of the guy is called K-Style. And the name of the project I want you guys to listen to today is called K-Study. Take it for me. This is a solid debut album. The album features Omale and Victoni. It's a six-song EP. And there's production from P-Prime and Blaze Beats. So, you know it is going to be heavy. If you guys haven't listened now, I'm giving it... Who is Tunde and Afrobeats weekly stamp of approval? Case styles, case study. Yes, should get on it. Have you had a chance to listen? Definitely, most definitely. Came up on my new music Friday. I heard the record, it just played in, and I'm like, who's this guy? Right? The, the record I heard was Blessing with Omale. Yeah. You know, and, so. and the guy sounded very well, sounded very different. You know, the, it, it, one of the issues I have with like the young cats is that they kind of always sound similar. And then you always have to think and to think a bit deeper to figure out who's singing. Or you have to go to your phone and check who's singing. But this guy stands out. He's he's, he's a bit different, right? I like the record with Blessing. I think it's a good good EP as well. So I went to listen to the EP. It's a good EP as well. Um, Guys who brought you on my list. So you know there's... um, a lot of there's a there's there's like big effort in in the branding in the yeah, way the yeah. song is written then also they would give him a lot of space to be as creative as possible because we've seen that happen with omale yeah. you know um i'm definitely going to keep an eye out on uh k-style yeah definitely going to keep an eye on k-style so you guys should listen to k-style's k-study spotlight of the week stamp of approval from afrobeats weekly there you have it so from K-Style, we're moving to the Turntable Charts. Turntable Charts brings you the best performing artists and songs. Every week, thousands of songs are tracked across radio and streaming platforms in Nigeria. And this week, Olara Lemiachake has been dethroned. Sounds unbelievable, but yes, he has been dethroned. And we have a new entry on the charts. Um, I don't, I, I won't, I won't say you should guess, but I feel like it's going to be a hard one. Should I throw it at you? No, if it's going to be hard, just, just, just going, man. <laughs> All right, let's just go in. At number ten, we have Doll by Ashake. 
At number nine, coming up, we have Closer by Oxlade. At number eight, Dropping is Back to Me by Whiskey. And the new entry is Philo, Bella Schmurda, and Omale at seven. Number six, staying in the same spot, Johar by Ashake. And Dana coming down to number five, Fireboy and Ashake. Number four, Fields, Davido, Electricity. Number three, Terminator by Ashake. Number two, Organized by Ashake. And the number one song, uh, I'm leaving you to guess. It's by um, it's Newport Princess. An Ashake record. No, the Newport Princess. Is it an Oh, Rush by Aya Star. Yes, That's my sir. Rush by Aya Star making its entry on the charts. And it's the number one song for the week. That's a very, very lovely song. Everybody's singing. I went to the E3 the other day to buy. I'm going to tell you what. I, I won't tell you guys I wanted to buy, but I wanted to buy food. <laughs> and every the song came on on radio and everybody was singing along under their breath. You could just hear, we go around. And I'm like, yes, this song is a banger. So shout out, Aya Star. So we move into our next segment called The Fives. I've been enjoying this segment a lot lately <laughs> because it always takes me down one kind of memory lane or the other. And I get to like curate stuff because I'm a, I'm a list biased guy. I like lists. And when I'm saying list, I mean LIST. So I was. When the whole Kiss Daniel and Booga came up, I was like, oh, nice. Kiss Daniel has been around for a while, so he deserves this. So I went back to my Kiss Daniel playlist. And I'm like, yeah, this guy has hits on hits on hits. It's going to be, it's not really going to be difficult to make an Ashake top five. You can, I'll be a Kiss Daniel top five. You can just throw songs in it. So I decided to make a Kiss Daniel B list. Like songs, let me just say underrated Kiss Daniel songs. And... Number five, I have Madu of No Bad Songs album. Song that says, Look at me, baby. Are you okay? <laughs> and to me, I think that was an underrated song. And number four, I have Boys Are Bad of the King of Love album. Boys Are Bad, though. One to not I'm tired. <laughs> um, number three, I have 2018's True with Mayo Kuhn, another underrated song, in my opinion. Um, this song was one of those songs that were like, ah, yes, Kiss Daniel Sabi, the work. Number two, Baba with DJ Spino. Another underrated jam. When it comes on, people lose their mind. Number one, this is Bias to Me. Rabba with DJ, DJ Shabzi and Sugar Boy. I really, this is one of my favorite Kiss Daniel songs. B list or no B list. Rabba, DJ Shabzi, and Sugar Boy, Kiss Daniel. That's my top five Kiss Daniel B lists. I don't know if you have any five random stuff for us today. I mean, that's dope. That's dope. Um, that's a dope list. Oh, yeah, I have my fives. So we talked about um, Black Sheriff, you know, and his album, The Villain and Evils, and we're celebrating yeah. him. I just wanted to talk about like five other Ghanaian artists that also enjoyed their music over the last say 20 years as well. And number five is TikTok. Um, everybody knows TikTok from Ghana. Donated Twitter from Nigeria. TikTok is you know solid, solid Ghanaian rapper. Really love him. Who became very popular when he collaborated with in Nigeria 
when he collaborated with uh, Tony Tetwila on Fen Fen and Fair. Um, and you know he's he's rap on that record everything on that record i think that was like the one true nigerian ghana collaboration and i remember talking to mr easy a few years ago i told him hey you need to remix fen fen and fair and put sakodi on the record (laughs) you know and he just laughed at this well i I think they should still do it and number four is fia fia is one of the true um vocalists that we have in africa she's a queen Um, everything she's jumped on, her, her music, her writing, and just her vocalizing is, is just amazing. She's very unique as well. I really, really love her. Um, number three is Manifest. Manifest mm. is rapper's one rapper. of... Yeah, he's a rapper's rapper, right? He's that deep. And his um, 2013 or 2014 album, um, Apai. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, I really love Manifest. I like the way he rap, very cool, calm, collected. EL is at number two. EL is multi-talented, right? So EL produced. Remember Sakode's Azonto, that record, right? That was produced by yeah. EL. Oh, yeah, and he was on chorus. Yeah. So EL is EL can rap, produce, and he sings. He's that talented, and his his beats are so hip hop. His rapping style is very, you know, New York Philly kind of rap. Yeah. I'm very big fan of EL, and I was opportune to meet him once. Um, in Nigeria. And number one, of course, is Sakodie um, for the longevity, for the lyricism, for, for the collaboration, for the for how he can flip his style, for how he's able to jump on trends. Yes. Sakodie stands out all the time. He's always impressed. He's always made Ghana and Africa proud. That's why I love him. Yeah, that's my five. Yeah, that's your five. And with Osage's five, we've come to the end of the show this week. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Afrobeats Weekly. We hope you enjoyed it. New episode of the podcast drops every Monday. Make sure to subscribe to the Afrobeats Weekly on Apple Podcasts, Google's Podcasts, and Spotify. We would love to hear from you guys. Use the hashtag Afrobeats Weekly. Please leave us comments, suggestions, send us new music to fanmail at afrobeatspod.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram on afrobeatspod. We will catch you next episode, episode 23, and we're out. Thank you, guys. Okay.